Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Today, we have our guest, Erica B., on the podcast. I will not butcher her last name out of respect for her, so we'll just say Erica B., a very talented psychic medium. She did a reading for Dean and I on the podcast here, and it was amazing. She is very talented, knows what she is doing. If you or any of your friends would like a psychic reading, make sure you hit up Erica on social media. She will take care of your reading needs. Um, if, if you hear that noise, my dog is eating in the background. I apologize. Real quick, though, a little bit of plugs to get out of the way. Dean and I will be at Gray's Keg in Lincoln, Nebraska, February 5th. And uh, our friends at KZUM, they're doing a benefit February 4th and 5th, both nights. If you're in the area of Lincoln, Nebraska, please stop by Gray's Keg. It's for a great cause. Our friends at KZUM, they are a nonprofit radio station, and they play underground music. Not everything you hear there will be on the on the top 40 radio charts or whatever it is. So they give back and uh, they make sure that they play artists that you wouldn't necessarily hear on any other station. So please get out, support it. It's for a great cause and it's for good people. So uh, we can't wait to be a part of this. Dean and I, we've done a few of these and it's always a great time. So please come out to Grace Keg and see us. Uh, and that's it. Here's our interview with Erica B. Erica, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Have we started I, I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're recording. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Edit that out. Can, can you hear us okay on your end? Say that one more time. Okay. Can you hear us okay on your end? Yes, I can hear you fine. All right. You're coming through good here. So, yep. How's your day going? Oh, you there, Erica? I am. I'm here. Okay. How's your day going? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us some time today to talk about you. <laughs> that's what we do here. Awesome, awesome. I, I look forward to um, talking about me and talking about Second Sight Paranormal. Yeah, so uh, we love the world of paranormal. How long have you been in this world? Well, I was born into the ghost paranormal world. Um, Second Sight Paranormal began its humble beginnings in 2019. Okay, very cool. So, oh, sorry, Dean, go ahead. Uh, so now, you know, I obviously didn't hear dealing within the world of um, paranormal and within the psychic medium and that. Uh, when, I guess, when did you first start realizing you had a, a different sense than the average person? So um, I always say that I was born into being psychic. Um, I come from a long line of very intuitive people, uh, male and female. Um, we're either intuitive or we're crazy. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I was my, my growing up. I mean, we had weird stuff happen in my grandmother's house. We had weird stuff happen in my house. My mom was kind of an eccentric girl. She played with the Ouija board and all of those things that, you know, black girls don't do during that time while she was doing it. So my mom was a little out there. Um, I call her a hippie psychic and everything else in between. Um, so I was kind of born into that weird, get, let's go have fun. Let's go play with the Ouija board, you know, <laughs> post the exorcist movie. Cause um, after that, it was all over. <laughs> So, uh, growing up, like, you know, playing with Ouija boards and stuff like that, did you ever have an experience that really scared you? That's well, I remember when I was really little, um, I, I call this Ouija board time. Um, I always af was afraid that there was some guy named David in our apartment because I would see David and I never would tell my mom about David, but I would also hear David in the attic. And, um, sometimes I would 
um, kind of see like dead animals too. Um, that I mean, I don't know. I was just a weird girl, but um, I had connections to the dead. Um, definitely young. And one of the scariest things I think was I had this dream one time, and I don't even like talking about it. It was kind of crazy, but I was talking to a friend of mine about it. There was a cat and a dog in a chair. And one was the devil and one was an angel. And to this day, I have not figured it out. But that was probably uh, one of the scariest dreams that I had when I was little, along with, you know, of course, I'm sure I had the nightmares. But that was probably the most realistic thing because I could hear both of them talk to me um, in this dream. And I knew that one was bad and one was good. So um, to this day, I don't know. But my dog um, always has red eyes um, unnaturally. So I don't know if he's the demon in <laughs> I would lean that way, I think, maybe. <laughs> it's always the dog's fault. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. When we first got Rocky, um, his eyes would turn red freakishly. And, you know, I know about the light and, you know, hitting the iris in such a way. But, I mean, I've even, like, holy watered this dog. I mean, <laughs> I was that paranoid he was a demon, you know. I mean, I exercised him and everything. Even our kids were calling him demon dog. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're growing up and you're a kid and you have this connection, um, do things like normal nightmares scare you as a kid? No, because like, you know, it was, I think I didn't realize how different I was, you know, um, growing up. So I... I think my reality was kind of weird in the sense that when I would be around people, I could feel things that other people could see. I found out later on that auras, something I saw all the time around people, were not normal. And as far as the nightmares came, I didn't really, honestly, I wasn't afraid of nightmares until I saw the exorcist. Because all the dead people that would come to me in my, like, my dreams, I just... You know, I saw them in the house, too, and I heard them talking to me. So I just thought they were kind of like my friends or like my peeps, you know. But then when I saw the exorcist and had this feeling that maybe they were bad, I got freaked <laughs> out. But um, I was weird. I could fly my dreams. I could um, become, you know how, like, when you look at Freddy Krueger and, and they kind of, like, take control of their dreams and they start kicking Freddy Krueger's ass? I could yep. kick Freddy Krueger's dream. In my dream, I could kick Fr Freddy Krueger's ass. So I was really <laughs> able to manipulate my dreams. I was never afraid of the boogeyman. Technically, I could turn around and chase after him and stab him instead of being stabbed. But yeah, I mean, I was a weird one when I look back at my childhood. I was definitely out there. <laughs> so do you remember the maybe the, the first person that you shared this experience that you had that you to to see see dead people and things like that but. well um after again like after after the exorcist movie i think i kind of told my mom some things about it like i told her that you know that was the devil and that you know we had to get rid of all her books and all her ouija boards because those spirits were kind of in the house and i threw them all away all her books and stuff and her ouija board um, but I remember when I was young seeing like a dentist that died. Um, and I remember he was sitting on my bed. I think I told my mom that too. I told my grandma about things that I would see, especially going over her house. And it was just so common that they wouldn't tell me that it was like I was crazy and it was my imagination. They just kind of like brushed it off. Like, I mean, okay, so you see it. So what? You know, it's, it's no big deal. It wasn't until like I got in college. And I started like questioning my sanity as I was majoring in psychology and seeing, you know, did women standing uh, next to the TV um, as I'm watching a cold case, um, you know, murder missing person. And here's this girl standing like, you know, right next to the TV and, whoo, you know, you start thinking, are you losing your mind? So, yeah, I mean, it was just common cause in my family. I mean, that we were different. My aunt saw spirits growing up and, you know, it was no big deal. So you didn't have anybody trying to discourage? No, I wish I would have at that time. But they were like, <laughs> I mean, you know, my grandmother's house, this is a little known fact. Um, my grandmother's house was exercised before I was told twice paranormal investigators had come out to her house um, when I was little. 
Um, so it was just like, I mean, we, we were dealing with that kind of stuff way back in the, probably the 60s and 70s. Wow. So th- this is just kind of a part of everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, I call it like we're haunted. I, I love being haunted in a way. <laughs> it's my day to day. You're never alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. And, you know, I tell people I hear voices. And so, you know, they look at me kind of weird. But then when I can kind of like say, yeah, they're dead people, they're ghosts. But, yeah, I'm never alone. And there are times I'm sure everybody kind of worries about those certain things that you do. Are you being watched? Yes, you are being watched, by the way, if anybody wanted to know that. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's, well, that's kind of my thing. So we're good. <laughs> uh, no, th- when when you're a kid, though, was there ever a part of you that really just tried to deny what you're going through or turn it off? Um, probably so. Like, I mean, I'm thinking of again the Exorcist. You got to understand. I got to tell you this whole scenario. So, I was over at my grandfather's house and we were watching the Exorcist, and so um, I was sitting on the bed in front of a, a vanity that had a very big mirror. And so I'm watching the movie and the girl's like head is turning around and, you know, I turn around because I don't want to see it. And all of a sudden I see her in the mirror. So I'm like dead. Okay. And so I was traumatized at that point. So all the little, you know, ghostly things that I would see growing up, you know, I never wanted to see them again because I, I convinced myself they were demons. Um, so I was like freaked out about it. But I mean, I walked, I mean, I could go not even to a cemetery. I could go to the hospital. I could go to a funeral and I would literally hear people talking to me. I would hear, um, see things all the time, every place I went. And even in school, I mean, I was such an empath. I I knew about, you know, traumas that children had that I wouldn't even know about, but I thought everybody could do this stuff. I, I never knew that I was different until I grew up. Yeah, that's kind of when we all realize that we're different is when we're an adult looking back. It's like, yeah, maybe everybody else didn't grow up seeing dead people. <laughs> yeah. Y'all missed out, I'm telling you. They they saw some really cool things, and sometimes they scare the shit out of us, but they're, they're awesome. So, so uh, what what's an example of something cool that you heard that you were able to experience from the dead? Hmm, so... Um, I can talk about this. So there was a girl, it's, it's not awesome, but it just is, it's, it's, it's mind blowing and it's, it's um, emotional, but there was a girl that went missing here in Pensacola that I had met um, three months prior to her dying. Um, and uh, her family came to me and she wanted, you know, they wanted to know where she was because she was missing. And I literally closed my eyes and I could see her body um, floating in water. And she spoke to me, Samira was her name. And she basically told me where she was. She was basically in water and blah, 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 blah. And she was found. So that is probably one of the most impactful things um, that I've heard from the dead. Some of the scariest things would be, um, you know, well, (laughs) there's been a lot of scary shit that I've seen. But, um, you know, um, seeing like the demonic things, I remember like when I had met um, Carmen Reed in Arizona and she was on a haunting and she told me about, you know, the entity in her house and I literally could see it and draw it. And she said, oh, my God, you really are a psychic medium. You you drew it like verbatim. Um, but that's some of the scary stuff. Some of the, the life changing things are just being able to help people because you can hear things that they need for closure and um healing that that does have to be an amazing experience to be able to offer somebody that kind of closure it is i mean i think that our loved ones talk to us every day but sometimes we're in our grief and we don't see the signs and so that someone like myself um or someone you know um like a family member might relay a message from your loved ones and and they're doing what they can from the other side to heal us because grief is a process and it takes, it's, it's not a time span on it. So if they can give us little signs, butterflies, dreams, um, hearing our names, um, songs on the radio, all those different things they do to help us um, just know that they're around us and they love us. Now, when you have this ability, do you ever get like the police force hitting you up to try to find missing people? 
Yeah, I, I did that for a while and we're getting back into that. My team luckily has kind of turned more legal. Um, we have a police officer on our, on our team now. We have an attorney. We have um, a lot of crime experts. So we're about to um, go back into that area of uh, solving crimes and missing people and cold cases and stuff like that. Um, but yes, I have in the past worked with findme2.com, which is Kelly in the FBI. I think he's post-FBI law enforcement. Um, I've worked with our local police here. I've worked with um, police in other states. Um, and I got away from it for a while because I had young kids and there are a lot of crazy people out here. And so I didn't want to be known as that girl who can find dead people. Sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> But now I'm back out there, so um, I, I kind of welcome that opportunity to use the stability that I believe that um, has been bestowed on me. So when did you reach a point that you, you know, I, I would like to get a team together. I'd like to make something out of this, maybe, you know, do something like like what you have with Second Sight and that making, um, you know, making these films and things like that with, that go along with what you do. I was bored. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a kidney transplant in 2019 and I needed something to do a project. And so I reached out to some friends of mine who were paranormal investigators. We put together this team. Um, it was not serious at first. And then we started making movies because, you know, I wanted to tell stories and it just kind of evolved to, you know, as I think making about 13 different episodes, we didn't ever think we'd be on a network or anything like that or a streaming service, um, you know, but we're, we're ready for the ride. And I, like I said, I'm so happy that the team has kind of um, merged into kind of like a forensic criminal force now. We're looking at traveling and, and helping families and ghost hunting and, you know, <laughs> turning skeptics into believers. Now, you know, actually, I, I'm glad that you said that, because one thing that I did want to ask, is there one, you know, maybe one or two things that you've had in your experience that you would, would are your go-to examples when you're dealing with a skeptic? Like, look, I'm sorry, I can just tell you, this is what I experienced in my own experience, and this is why I know. Um. Yeah, so I always say I couldn't pull this out of my ass, you know. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have pulled that out of my ass. But, you know, I think with skeptics, I'm a skeptic at heart. I always tell people I'm a skeptic and then a psychic medium. So there's there's a need to be skeptical. And I always tell people, too, when you go to a psychic, keep your mouth shut. You shouldn't be telling them things. Um, they should be telling you things. But um, I'm trying to think of one particular thing. Um, okay, so we'll take a cop. Um, cops are usually pretty blue sense, but kind of like, you know, skeptic. So I met this cop one time. I didn't know at the time he was a cop, but I started shooting at him. It, I was doing a gallery and I just started shooting a gun at this guy. And I'm, you know, he's probably thinking this, this girl's crazy. <laughs> and then I told him, I said, okay, you must be a cop because I'm seeing a gold badge. And he looked at me like I, you know, was the devil incarnate, right? Um, well, he was a cop and he just retired from being a cop and they presented him with a gold badge. And so that was pretty mind blowing for everybody in the room. Um, another thing that I remember too, is that I was um, in a gallery. I want to say this was in Texas um, and I was reading an audience and I was talking to a specific lady and I could see this young man and he was showing me like blow up, blow up, blow up. And I was doing my hands like boom, boom like bomb, like bomb. And her son had died in the war um, really? and he was blown up and he was very young. And so for him, again, I'm, I'm from Florida. So I was in Texas at a convention and for him to come from Iraq, I believe at the time, in spirit, technically, you know, is where he died, and come to me in Texas to tell his mom, um, basically, that he was okay, that he had blown up, that he didn't suffer. It was one of those things, like, you can't pull that out of your butt. No, not yeah. at all. And so they, they actually wrote an article about it, because some people, I guess, in the audience was so freaked out by what I said, um, that they, they did an article about it. So it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So in the in the spirit world, does it really matter where you die? No. And I always tell people too, like you can die in a car accident and have a traumatic death. 
but your body kind of goes up before that happens. So there's not that worry about did they suffer, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, say you died in Hawaii, can you go to Pensacola? Can you go to where you are? Yes. Your spiritual body is just like air. It can travel and it doesn't really matter if you died in water, if you died in land, um, your soul, your spirit will not be in that place. And that's why it's not necessary really to visit people in the cemetery because they can come to you and you could save a lot of gas that way. So, <laughs> and flowers. Let's be real. Them flower bills, they get expensive. <laughs> I know that like annual trip that sometimes people take out of grief, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessary because those loved ones come to you. So, um, you know, go on that vacation, save that money. Like you said, that flower money, go on vacation and do, do something really cool and know that they'll be around you enjoying that as well. Lie. When I go on vacation, I hang out in cemeteries. <laughs> it's not a lie. I, I, I love cemeteries. It's a cool place to go. You know, it's peaceful. There's a peace behind it, I think. It is. It's in, there's an aesthetic beauty to the cemeteries, too. When you walk around and, you know, you, you see the death, you know, and then you also see the monuments that, you know, the family put up for life, for their life, and some of the sayings, um, you know, about the particular individuals. I like to read that and I like to kind of feel at peace. Um, again, when you're in a cemetery, it is such a beautiful, peaceful place. Yeah. Yeah. You appreciate the same thing I do. I'm glad I'm not a weirdo, <laughs> but it's not just me. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends do some weird stuff in cemeteries. I won't get into that because then that turns really weird. <laughs> But <laughs> oh, now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, it depends. I've had some weird friends. I know some friends that go out there to get cemetery dust. And I know some other friends that go out there to do some weird shit that we can't talk about. <laughs> uh, so you have know, you. It's, it's like it, that discovery thing that, you know, people have where they want to do weird things in weird places. I have. Some friends are just weird and very did disrespectful. So I'm like, why would you do that? That is crazy. Well, we just wanted to try it once. And I'm thinking, what? Here, wait. So, so are we talking about people having sex in the cemetery? Is that what we're, we're talking about? We're talking people about. having sex in the cemetery, yes. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so... Have you ever met anybody that falls on maybe the dark side of this world? Uh, you mean like demons? Or are you talking about people that practice? No, yeah, just people that practice. Uh, you know, you're, I don't know if you call them coworkers or colleagues. <laughs> I'm not sure what you guys call them in that, that department. But uh, have you ever met anybody where you're just, you're in this for the wrong thing? You're you maybe oh. embracing evil too much? Okay, well. See, I was thinking you were talking about something else, but yeah, I've, I've met a lot of frauds in my business as psychic mediums, for sure. I've met frauds that are in the paranormal field that fake shit. Yeah. Um, and I've met people of all different walks and paths of spiritual paths. Um, and what I have found to understand about that, where I'm from the Bible Belt in Pensacola, Florida, and so I'm sure everybody that's listening, there's a Bible be Belt someplace where you live. But um, we're so in Nebraska. Yep, we got it. <laughs> So, um, you know, what is always believed to be wrong is not always wrong. Um, and I think there are many, many paths, um, many spiritualities. And I try to always just impress upon people to kind of basically be compassionate and understanding um, for every path, because there's so many different paths. Um, but there is, um, you know, back to the whole thing, there are people that are like me that are full of shit. There are people. <laughs> so, so you really have to kind of use your discernment and um, be cautious, um, be skeptical. Skepticism is a wonderful thing. I breathe it every day. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was looking through the like list of episodes that you have um, with the second set. Now, do you have any, was, was there one of those that may have been, a took more out of you or just a, 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 a freakier experience than the rest? Oh my God. Yeah. So we did this one called curse cliffs. Um, it is like, it is definitely the one that scared me the most. Um, you know, I've dealt with all kinds of things, like all kinds of deaths, um, you know, suicides, traumatic deaths, train. I mean, just anything. 
Um, and I've seen like demonic stuff. I've seen evil stuff, but this thing like followed us home. This thing tormented us. I mean, it was just crazy. So um, you'd have to watch the episode. It's called Cursed Cliffs or the Hole because I think they went back a year after and did like a little found footage version of it. Um, and I would not go back to the spot. I will not go back to the spot today. I mean, it was just, it was horrendous. I mean, there was some demonic stuff going on that followed each one of us home and um, flooded one of my team members' houses, did some things to me I'm not going to talk about in the bathtub. But um, it was just, it was messed up, man. Totally messed up. So I guess, what do you, what's the, what's the follow-up that you do yourself to, to get rid of that? Well, um, once you've come out the bathtub, you draw off. <laughs> but, <That's> um, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what you do, um, most psychic mediums have, um, or, or intuitive people, paranormal investigators, have a routine of protection. Um, and so that could be, you know, something like uh, a lot of times they'll use a lot of the Catholic prayers, um, rite of exorcism, that kind of stuff, um, sage, um, frankincense, myrrh, Palo Santo, Florida water. There's a cleansing process. Um, and so basically what we do is we cleanse our locations, we cleanse our cars, we pray, um, we invoke, um, depending on, I mean, because we have people of different um, spiritual paths. Um, I probably come from the I'm spiritual. Um, I have ones that are Wiccan. Um, I have ones that are just like, hey, I'm a witch, you know. Um, so we have all <laughs> different, different paths. So each one of those people would use their own path. And then a lot of times, you know, we have people too that do energy and Reiki. So they would give that to the whole team. But the paranormal is a real thing. And, you know, make sure you have some type of protection. And then I have some people that are like, bring it on. You know, they just have this death devil wish. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so, all right, I, I got to ask because I like the name of this one. Can you tell me what the caskets to cafe uh, one's about? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that, you know, when this lady first talked to us, um, you know, she was like, we're having a problem in, in our restaurant. I was just hoping it was a lot more than what it was. But basically, this location was a restaurant and the prior history, it was a home and there was a lot of funerals in that home. And so they were seeing uh, basically some of the family that had died and had their funerals in that home in the restaurant. And some of the patrons were seeing these things too. Um, so the ghosts were actually out there eating at the restaurant and we kind of pulled from the caskets because there were so many funerals in the actual restaurant. People weren't aware of it that, hey, you're sitting in the place that used to be basically funerals. Um, and they were interacting with the patrons of, you know, this time. And I honestly think that they were trying to have the owner sell. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. They were trying to get them to sell the location so somebody else could inhabit it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, uh, so was that like an old school funeral home or just somebody that rented out their, <laughs> their living room to funerals? <laughs> Well, back in the day, there were a lot of, um, in that particular area, there wasn't a funeral home. So you basically, once you died, you were just strung out in the house and people came around you and, you know, basically paid their last respects. And then when you started to smell, you know, they buried you. But um, so in that particular home, uh, in the location that was allegedly most haunted, that is where the funerals actually happen. Um, a lot of them, I guess there was a lot of death in the house. And so every business that tried to open up in this house turned into a restaurant closed down. I mean, it had the, the area had no luck um, whatsoever. And it had been many businesses and they just shut down, shut down. And all of them experienced some kind of paranormal activity. So here we go in there thinking we're Billy Badass. Um, we're going to take care of it. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we didn't have any negative thing happen, but I'm sure until they sell that location, it's going to be haunted. I don't think they really care for the people that own it. And that's just my opinion. <laughs> did, I, did I say that live on radio? <laughs> so are all these filmed in Florida then? Uh, no, we actually did some in Alabama. We just came back from the Myrtles, which was, I mean, was just like my favorite place to be. Um, and so we plan on filming some more abroad. Um, that's the whole premise of the show. We want to be able to kind of travel and do our thing. 
Um, so hopefully that'll work out for us. So I got to ask, as far as uh, paranormal TV goes, who do you think's full of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put me on the spot? Okay, so everybody except for Second Sight Paranormal. No, I'm just joking. I <laughs> no, I honestly have a lot of respect for a lot of the shows that are on, um, you know, like... Um, there are shows, though, I think they're primarily more so on YouTube. I've seen some that, you know, where it says, hey, they're actors. And so we know it's full of shit. But um, <laughs> even like some of your mainstream ones, you know, um, I think sometimes they're a little animated more so than anything. But it's TV, you know, it's it's not like dude run, you know, it's it's more like, oh, my God, I got possessed. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but I think he's really cute, so I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's some that are a little bit more over the top. I can't necessarily say that they're they're fake, but I would just say that wow, they're over the top, and he's cute too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, he's a real stud muffin for sure. He <laughs> does it for me. Yeah, he he does. He he uh, he lights up my um, K two meter for sure. <laughs> so um yeah so how many of these are you planning on maybe filming this year do you have you know the year's new so do you have plan to try to get a couple more out this year we want to at least do 12 12 a year um that's basically what we end up doing um before and so i i really wanted us to go back to filming one a month um and so this month, we're supposed to do one in Alabama um, next month. Hopefully, it'll continue. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole goal is to do one a month so that we have enough for a whole year, a season. Very cool. Yeah. So what kind of responsibility do you have uh, to this other than just the, the film part of it? Well, being the founder and the psychic medium, like we get a lot of people that, you know, technically say, oh, they're streaming. I want to be on television. So they'll they'll like contact us and they'll say, OK, um, my house is haunted. And then I'm a medium. So I'll be like, OK, yeah. So let me go in your house right quick and look around. And I'm telling them all this stuff. And they're like, how, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, um, I'm a remote viewer. And so then it goes to my case manager, Don, and she contacts them if it's a legit haunting. And then we go out and we, we film it um, and that kind of go from there. And now we're kind of going to the process of we're doing a little bit of crime scene. So we'll have Valerie that'll do like some type of assessment, um, you know, of the crime and the history and stuff. She'll pull that stuff up. And then we'll have um, more than likely um, some other things going on with the cop and the other legal eagles that we have on the team. So that's kind of where we're going now. And my responsibility is just basically to make sure that we all get along and we're productive and we grow. Um, stagnation is just not my thing. I'm all about let's get it done. Let's put effort in it. If it's not flowing, it ain't going. <laughs> so, so that's kind of my thing. It's like I'm the I'm the head of it to help spearhead it, to help us keep growing um, and, you know, keep moving in a positive direction. I hear, I know I, I do not sit still well myself. That shit. Uh. So <laughs> have you had anybody reach out to you saying my house is haunted and you get there and it's just total bullshit? I have had people that have contacted me on drugs. I mean, no lie. Like the blanket is moving. Send me a video. And the blanket, <laughs> the blanket turned into a snake. Send me a video. And we literally will watch this stuff. I mean, just to make sure. I mean, and it was just nothing. Things are coming out the wall and there's nothing. And so then finally, you know, after conversating with them for a while, we found out about the drug usage. Um, we've had people just recently, and this was a pretty cool thing that looked totally legit and they had sent it to us and they said, Hey, we've got a ghost in the house. Um, it was actually a roach crawling on the camera that did a wonderful impersonation of a ghost. I mean, you, you <laughs> would think it was a ghost walking down the stairs, but it was actually a roach or some kind of bug. I mean, I thought it was a roach crawling on the camera <laughs> that was like, mimicking like a ghost and it was like totally cool we, we figured it out we were so pissed because we were like this would be great caught on camera you know <laughs> so, 
but we get that a lot. We get stuff that's sent to us that could be like uh, orbs in at night, um, bugs flying. Oh my gosh, there was a ghost flying in my backyard. No, that looks more like a bug flying, hitting the light, um, unfortunately. We wish it was a ghost. But then we've also had those people that contact us and there's some real haunted shit going on and that's what we live for. With the, the haunted things in that, I guess, what what are some of the reasons why these ghosts or spirits are so pissed off? They're dead. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they... They can see the ice cream, but they just can't taste the chocolate anymore. Um, I mean, that pissed me off. I get that. I like ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So we recently had a house that was um, basically um, featured in Newsweek. It went for sale. Um, We called the episode Haunted Real Estate, The Uninvited. It'll be um, airing on Paraflix next Friday. Plug, plug Paraflix, the paranormal Netflix. Um, But yeah, so the reason why the ghosts are haunting that location was kind of cool. The owners were awesome, the current owners, but they wanted somebody to go back in that house and revamp it and bring it back to its glory. Um, So I personally think that they were like terrorizing these people because, well, I have my other reasons too. Um, There was some chocolate in that place at some point. And so now there was some vanilla. And so the chocolate wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't having the vanilla. But when I went in there as chocolate, they loved me to death. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so they wanted the original owner um, died and he wanted the house to go back to the normality of how he built it and make it pristine again. But there were several spirits in that house. The owner was one of them, and he was he would close doors. Um, he would move things. He would touch people. He pulled some guys out of the bed, some divers that were working on the bridge. He pulled this guy out of the bed, scared the shit out of him. I mean, he left the house. I mean, he don't even live there no more. He's like, fuck <laughs> Yeah, that'd that. be enough for me. I'd be the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck that. He was out. But yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it it went for sale. Um, it was purchased, and God bless those people. <laughs> How often do you see that where it's an old homeowner? Is that pretty common? No, I mean, you know, there's this whole thing about like, well, why are all the ghosts from the 1900s? They're not. <laughs> They're, <laughs> Like, I've, I mean, I've been in homes where there are ghosts that are like died like two days ago. You know, it just, it depends on what they're trying to say. I think that the ones that are kind of current that we interact with are our family members. You know, they're basically just saying, hey, look, I'm over here dropping this, get your attention. And so I'm not haunting you. I'm just letting you know, hey, when I died, I'm okay. Um, these other spirits, like the ones that we kind of interact with, I think are primarily not necessarily from a different time. They're old. Like most people think they're from the 1900s. They're just depending on why no one paid attention to them. Sometimes it just has been happening all the time, but people have just been dismissive of it. Um, And then unless you, you figure out what they want, they're going to keep bothering you. So that's what I think the problem is. A lot of times is people don't pay attention. And so it just keeps happening and, Till someone like us go in and say, okay, this is what's wrong. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's try to fix it. And then let's ride out. That makes sense. Cause you know, right when you're kids, you're just, you're trained that uh, that's your imagination. That's all it could be, you know, these kind of things. And that, so I I guess I could see where people would just be dismissive as adults because, oh, you know, no, that just can't be. Yeah. But I think with the paranormal so mainstream now, you know, where like, for instance, this one house has this, this imprint where every night at a certain time, there's a noise. I mean, you can basically plan to record the noise at the same time. When we went in, we heard the noise there too. Once we kind of dealt with the spirit there, the doctor who committed suicide, the noise stopped, the haunting stopped. Um, so I guess, you know, people just have been living with these spirits coexisting all this time until they start watching like ghost hunters and stuff like that. And, you know, then they're like, oh my God, you mean that's a spirit? That's not my imagination or my house settling? Oh, maybe there's some reality to that. And that's when I think it just became more common and more, you know, people were kind of understanding that where it's been going on all this time. It's not a new phenomena. 
hauntings are not new and a new phenomena. So do these ghosts or spirits and do they always know that they're dead? Yeah, that's to me a big misconception about like, oh, I don't know I'm dead. I'm looking for yeah. the light. I'm trapped. No, they're like rock stars. They can go wherever they want. It's just they choose not to. Sometimes there's unfinished business. Yeah, like they're they're wanting to say hello or goodbye or, you know, fix something. Sometimes um, it's not so much in my opinion that they don't know they're dead. Sometimes it's just they don't want to go because they prefer being here. Um, and then they go and they come back at free will. I mean, they can do that because they're spirit. They don't have to stay trapped in a location. And so then a lot of people ask me, well, why does the ghost stay in a certain place? And I'm like, well, they're not there all the time. They're, they're there at times when they want to interact with you. Um, and they do. And sometimes they do that shit to scare you because they're cool like that. Yeah. Um, you know, also, I was curious, do they, are they aware of other spirits? Then do you, you, you... Yeah. So we did, um, same place like the the bluffs chimney curse cliffs episode there was a spirit there that said um help me it was a female and there was a male spirit there that was not good um i'm gonna call it demonic pretty much and so that spirit could interact and i mean those spirits were interacting because i know at some point someone told us to leave trying to protect us um, and some crazy stuff happened because we did not listen to that spirit. So yes, spirits can interact with each other. Um, and I think there are times that there are spirits that kind of look out for you. Um, and there are times that there are spirits that don't because <laughs> they have <laughs> other motives. So they're good and bad for sure. And yes, they do interact with each other and animals interact with spirits too. Um, so if your cat or dog or snake or whatever started acting real crazy, you might just have a ghost in your house. Oh, I very much believe that too. I've always thought dogs have a, especially have a, a sixth sense for that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're one of them, Rocky. Right? I, I've never had a lot of cats in our house. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dog is a different dog. I say he's a human or demon. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you have this connection, do you feel like you know uh, the answers to life a little bit more? Well, for me, um, I, I think intuition is one of those things. Like people say, well, why don't you win the lottery? Intuition is not necessarily for you. It's it's the gift to be given. So when you're focusing on someone else, it's almost like your ego is in check. So you're trying to help and be of the highest good. So yes, you can help them with their life. And there are times with prayer and meditation that you get insight to help you with yours. So yeah, but I think the intuition is primarily to be of service to your community. Um, and so in saying that, for sure. When you've done readings in that in the past, have you, are there things that you won't tell people? Uh, no, um, because I think it's my responsibility to deliver what I get. Um, it, it's like I am sitting as an observer. I am just hearing, I'm just seeing, but I'm just here. You know, I'm a, I'm a tool to receive information, to, to give it out. So it is my responsibility to be that voice for the other side. So I have to say what I get. And there have been times when I've looked at you know, someone and said, um, I see something in your, you know, left breast. Um, and, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just telling you, they're highlighting a little like nodule or something. And, and literally they'll go to the doctor and, or maybe they'll feel something and they'll remember that and they'll go to the doctor and then boom, they have a mass or something. And so had we not had that conversation, they might've not been, is they might've been reluctant to go. But then in that same thing, because it's the highest good, I might say, hey, I see a mask, but I'm not worried. And so now they go, they find out they're not worried. They're more, um, they're, they have better understanding about the possibility of them just walking away from this good. So it, it's a good thing, I think. And it's good for us to develop our own intuition as well so that you're not a slave to the psychic. Because I truly don't believe that we should enable people. We should empower them. I got you, yeah. Um, so 
we've heard we've had different people on the podcast in the realm before and you know we we uh we've heard that you can take classes for this is that true or do you feel like this is more something that you, you got to be born with i think baby you're you're born this way everybody is so you can hone it for sure um you know you can definitely there are people that are going to be born with um a stronger ability but intuition is innate so definitely you can Take classes, meditate, learn to listen, learn to receive, um, sharpen your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your clairsentience, your clairs, um, so that you can receive more information. Um, I've been wanting to ask y'all since I've been on the phone uh, with this interview, like, what's purple around? Because I keep seeing, like, all this purple, and so I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Are y'all, like, in a purple room or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just bought this house. It used to be Prince's. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's a purple rug in there. Yeah, I got a purple rug next to me. Uh, okay. I don't know. Right. Yeah, looking around, there is yeah. shades of purple around here, but you didn't decorate this, did you? I didn't. I did not decorate this room. No, there's <laughs> no idea what's in. <laughs> so, do you pick up when when you're conversating, just like you are with Dina and I right now? Our feelings. Um, well, let's go with the purple thing. Are you like in a two-story home? Purple? No, room? I wish. No. Okay. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But I will say this. In the purple house, you do have like a dead man over there. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's related to the female in the house or whatever. Um, I do have human remains about five uh, inches from me right now. If is that has anything, and, and it is a male, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to still focus on that because that's intriguing. <laughs> I love <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I'm weird. Um, oh, my God. I'm all, like, messing with your stomach or something. Okay, I'm, I'm getting off track. But, yeah, do you have any scars on your stomach? Like, you had a surgery? I, I have a lot of stomach issues. No, like, when you're born, you didn't have a hyena hernia or anything like that? I think maybe I did. I had some issues. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I got tons of issues. Okay. I do too. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to focus on that, but go ahead and ask me other questions. I'm going to have that in the background kind of talking to me. So, yeah, you know, when, when you're talking to people, do you pick up on just general emotions that they might be dealing with throughout the day? Um, yeah, I started really kind of like going in their house at first and then like the dead person will stand like over there and then I'll start hearing the dead person and seeing them and sometimes I can focus on what they're feeling. Um, with you specifically, there is like um, a lot of stress um, going on and I do know that if you're looking at cryptocurrency or some kind of investment stuff coming up. You need to do that. Um, there's going to be like a change of venue, location, someplace coming up too, which is a good thing. So don't fight that. And um, you feel stressed, but um, I feel like you're good. Okay. Oh, you hit a home run. Good job. <laughs> that was very yeah. impressive. Yeah, no, we have plans to be moving here uh, cross country soon. And <laughs> I want to go take me. I travel light. <laughs> and, and I'm not fighting that. Everybody else is fighting that for me. So. That's where a lot of that stress is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. It's really a good thing. Well, that's good. That makes me feel better. I'll keep up the good fight. Yeah. So, um, can looking into this year now, is there any specific locations that you already have in mind that you're going to make sure that you hit up this year? <laughs> Okay, so this is the weird thing. I want to go to the UK. Um, I want to go to Transylvania, too. I want to go to a Dracula's <laughs> castle. I have no idea. Maybe I'm in love with Lestat secretly. I don't know. But um, I just, I don't know. I've been drawn to go into the UK, and I want to go to some old castle and walk around and talk to the dead people of the land and lay down in some moss and say, oh, my God, I hope there's not bugs here. But... <laughs> <laughs> I do. I keep seeing myself in the UK. So if the UK is listening, I'm ready to take my little chocolate stuff over there. <laughs> now that would be very cool. But... It would, would be awesome. Um, so the other guy, like, um, I'm going to give you a guitar, okay? Boom, here's a guitar. 
Um, and then, so, um, I don't know, like I'm seeing all these photos, like you're maybe going to be taking them really soon, maybe of like, you know, new photos or you're needing to make new photos. Um, and the whole signature signing thing, I don't know if there's like an autograph collection or you're going to be signing autographs real soon or whatever, but between the two of y'all, I feel like you're going to be kind of writing some kind of book or document a journey. So that's cool. Um, I like that. Speaking of the UK, even though I want to go, there might be some connection to that too. So if you network with any kind of like bands or anything from the UK or you meet somebody, um, I do know they're going to be instrumental for you in the future. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. That's we don't get a whole lot of calls from the UK, so I'll definitely pick that one up. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> the UK is good. So... You know, how has this affected maybe your relationships in the past with, you know, children? Well, okay, so my sons are totally, my dog is talking, my sons are totally um, <laughs> IT people. So they're those kind of people that are like, um, oh my God, mom, every time I search the internet and see your name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It could be worse. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said. I mean, I could be a stripper and not a psychic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, but my kids kind of grew up in a haunted house. So they kind of known that they try to stay away from it. They just kind of, they just haunt people on the computer. They don't necessarily <laughs> want to deal with ghosts, but um, both of my kids have had experiences and they don't like to talk about it. So I kind of just let them stay logical and left brain. But um, they totally are psychic, and they know it. They just hide from it. So, yeah, the, yeah um, did that – was that ever an issue, yeah, in your dating life, though? So. Oh, God, yeah. Like, <laughs> I had this whole episode of uh, – in Mobile, Alabama, where I was – oh, God, I can't talk about that. But, yeah, psychic <laughs> women know shit we should know. And so never date a psychic woman because she'll find out. There's memes about that, like. We read your energy. We read your vibes. We know shit. But yeah, it's it's, it's like my whole thing with dating. Um, I guess it's been I've I've always been able to choose good people. I just didn't know which one I wanted because they were just all so good. But hey. see, I've never had that. I don't know what that's like. You you've gotta you gotta tap into your third eye. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Take a psychic development class. It'll help you out with your dating game. I can barely <laughs> tap into my second eye. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Uh, so, um, have you thought about uh, writing a book? Well, um, we played, me and my children uh, did like a Sam and the Boogeyman type of book because at the time when they were really little, they were, they were having their bed shaken and having a lot of paranormal activity. So we threw together like this little um, children's book to kind of, you know, tell children how to make a boogeyman spray and how to use music to get rid of the boogeyman in the house. It was just like a little cute thing that my boys helped me with. Um, and I do think that eventually I will write a book about my life and just kind of growing up psychic and some of the crazy experiences that I've had. Um, you know, as a psychic medium, and we're working on a documentary right now about some of the, um, it's, it's kind of talking about uh, five to six lives and grief and how, you know, a medium can help a person uh, listen to their loved ones after death. And so that's something that we're filming right now, we're working on. A book, I don't know if I have the, the, the patience to sit down and write it, but I might, I might get me a ghost writer to write it for me. Yeah, for sure. I definitely could see one in the future. Oh, a ghost writer to write a psychic medium's book. That is a joke in <laughs> itself right there. I know. And, and that ghost, ghost has writer. to be extra haunted in order to make this work. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, you have been such a wonderful guest. Uh, thank you for creeping me out, by the way. You definitely know way too much about my life for somebody that's <laughs> never met me. Uh, you're very talented. Very talented. Uh, so how could I hold you to do a reading? 
So you would go to coldcasepsychic.com, um, cold case, like a cold case, the beer psychic.com. It's really funny. So like I, I was kind of going to elaborate more on your whole house situation, but it was just kind of weird. Um, cause then I probably would freak you out a little bit more about your clothes and stuff. And stuff. freak us out some more here. <laughs> this is Danny's wife. I want to know. <laughs> hey, you, how are I you? I want to know. Do you head, have, how are you? Do you, have you ever had like another color in your hair? You know, like how sometimes people will have like a streak of something. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, the guy, is he connected more to you? The dead guy with the ashes? No, that yeah. would be Dean's wife, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, that would be my that'd be my wife. That's her uh her, her stepdad. Okay, so I got the wrong woman technically talking, but so the guy who's <laughs> talking to me is connected to one of y'all's woman, okay? <laughs> y'all figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and uh, tell her happy birthday, okay? Oh my um, god, so it, her birthday was on the third. <laughs> and I don't know if she's in the medical field right now, but she needs to go back to school. Um, and pharmacy some kind of, say that one more time. She's a pharmacy tech. She was doing nursing in that. Um, uh, for, she was a CNA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell her to go back for some other kind of training that might be coming up, and she needs to do that. Um, I don't know. So this is different because this might be a COVID death that just happened that she knows about. And this could be the other female, too, by the way. Um, I just let her know that whoever that woman was um, says hello to her. Um, and then we have some connection to August on the 2nd, too, or August birthday. I'm not sure. But or she might be Aaliyah. Who knows? Um, but also let her know there is a dead cat. <laughs> oh my wait, God, say that again. A dead cat. A dead cat. A cat oh. that somebody gives to me to give to her. So I don't know if that's from her childhood or whatever that's about. It's weird. I'm a dog girl, but tell her she's got a dead cat too. <laughs> if you say its name is Charlie, my head will spin. <laughs> I just saw it. You know what a tabby cat is? It's two different colors. Yeah. yeah. That's what I see. Wow. You you are good God, I need you in my life more. Just a guy. You're so talented. You're oh, amazing. I gotta tell you something funny too. This is crazy. Some one of y'all see, I can't see y'all like technically. But I can just tell you this, and I don't know if it means you're snipped or if you have a piercing or something weird about it. I do. Okay. <laughs> Once you just got. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have my nipples pierced, and I just got my tubes tied. People have told me my thing is weird for a long exactly. time. <laughs> I love y'all. You are cool. <laughs> but yeah. What about my nipple rings? <laughs> They're gonna fall. <laughs> I just saw them. I didn't know if they were. There or there. <laughs> uh, no, you are you you are so talented. I encourage all of our listeners to get a hold of you and find some peace in their life. Uh, the things that you've told us here are just amazing. You have no idea how close you are, especially what you said about me. Uh, you are hundred percent on. You like you know what I'm feeling, and that's amazing. You know, that's an amazing power. Thank you. Um, and the lady, because I would have to like, it's kind of weird how I see all y'all mesh together. Um, I want her, the one that I'm talking to or can hear me, I want her to do more art stuff. I want you to go outside. One of the husbands needs to buy you some like paint and like some paint stuff. And I want you to go outside and get artistic again. Okay. Way that I could do a FaceTime with you. Um. Well, I usually don't do FaceTime because I'm in my pajamas, but definitely you can do a video. So am I. <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I'll pass along your, your email to her. You guys can link up, talk, figure something yeah. out. Yeah. I've always wanted to be red, and I tell my husband that all the time, and forget red. Yeah. You were just well, being red. Yeah. You were just being red, girl. I want my own reading. She wants yeah. to do it when we're not in the room. Yeah, she, she, she wants to find out the juicy stuff about me. That's what it is. Have you, the, the female, have you ever lived in Massachusetts or someplace near that? Michigan. Michigan. Okay, that feels like Massachusetts to me. Um, I don't know if that grandmother lady lived there or close by or something because she feels like she's farther away. 
But yeah. um, I know I know you have a deceased grandma energy going on. Um, there should be a name connection with her too in the family. Um, mm-hmm. Could be you or somebody. I don't know. Um, but I will tell you, call either a sibling, like a female sibling, check on her. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> This is great. Thank you, thank you so much for spinning my mind real quick. I'll think about this for the rest of the day. Uh, just At how least. much, yeah, just how much you know. It's amazing. <laughs> the dead people tell me things. What can I say? Ooh. I All wish right. I had your power. R- you real do. quick, you do. <laughs> you do. Real, real quick before we let you go, please plug everything that you have coming up and where people can get a hold of you one more time and where they can watch. Yes. Yes. Especially. Okay. okay, Yeah. So you can go to coldcasepsychic.com and get an appointment with me. Um, You can watch second sight paranormal at second TV.com second site, paranormal.com. Like us on Facebook. Um, Watch us on Paraflix. We have our own second site TV, second site, paranormal TV, Roku channel, we're on most of your streaming um, networks, except for Netflix right now. We're on Amazon Prime. We're on um, just a lot of different ones. They're on our website. But you can watch all our, um, what I call our paranormal bootleg movies, because they're fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes, and we will definitely be checking them out, uh, especially now. You you got me sold. Oh. I'm, I'm the biggest fan of you now. Yeah. So, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and, uh, I always tell people. Some psychics are full of shit, but this girl, I don't know why. I mean, I'm just different. Like, I can <laughs> do some weird shit, you know? It's scary at times, especially when I see people in the underwear and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm definitely going to take your advice. Keep fighting the good fight. And uh, hopefully in six months when I talk to you, all the things that you said were about to happen come true. And, we could talk about what's going to happen next. Yeah. I got to tell you something. I love you, but I got to rephrase that. We don't hope we do. So when we talk again, you will be doing those things. It's not that you hope it, it's going to be you rocking that. And I did that shit and it was fun. And I bought the (laughs) t-shirt. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Well, I keep fighting the fight. It's because uh, you re-inspired me here. So I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You have a great day, Eric. And we will get a hold of you soon. We, we definitely are going to hit you back up to be on the show sometime. Awesome. Look forward to it. Awesome. Well, you, have, you have a great day, and uh, be safe down there. You take care. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.